0: Coming up on 5-Minute News Oklahoma judge dismisses lawsuit seeking reparations for Tulsa race massacre U.S. destroys last of its declared chemical weapons and unity to be tested at NATO upcoming summit It's Monday, July 10 I'm Anthony Davis. An Oklahoma judge has thrown out a lawsuit seeking reparations for the 1921 Tulsa race massacre, dashing an effort to obtain some measure of legal justice by survivors of the deadly racist rampage. Judge Caroline Wall on Friday dismissed with prejudice the lawsuit trying to force the city and others to make recompense for the destruction of the once thriving black district known as Greenwood. The order comes in a case by three survivors of the attack, who are all now well over 100 years old, and sued in 2020 with the hope of seeing what their attorney called justice in their lifetime. Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum said in a statement that the city has yet to receive the full court order The city remains committed to finding the graves of 1921 Tulsa race massacre victims Fostering economic investment in the Greenwood district Educating future generations about the worst event in our community's history And building a city where every person has an equal opportunity for a great life, he said a lawyer for the survivors, Leslie Benningfield Randall, Viola Fletcher and Hughes Van Ellis, did not say on Sunday whether they planned to appeal, but a group supporting the lawsuit suggested they are likely to challenge Wall's decision. Judge Wall effectively condemned the three living Tulsa race massacre survivors to languish genuinely to death on Oklahoma's appellate docket, the group Justice for Greenwood said in a statement. There is no semblance of justice or access to justice here. Wall, a Tulsa County District Court judge wrote in a brief order that she was tossing the case based on arguments from the city, regional chamber of commerce and other state and local government agencies The lawsuit was brought under Oklahoma's public nuisance law, saying the actions of the white mob that killed hundreds of black residents and destroyed what had been the nation's most prosperous black business district continue to affect the city today The last of the United States' declared chemical weapons stockpile was destroyed at a sprawling military installation in eastern Kentucky, the White House announced, a milestone that closes a chapter of warfare dating back to World War I. Workers at the Bluegrass Army Depot in Kentucky destroyed rockets filled with GB nerve agent, completing a decades long campaign to eliminate a stockpile that by the end of the Cold War totaled more than 30,000 tons. For more than 30 years, the United States has worked tirelessly to eliminate our chemical weapons stockpile, President Joe Biden said in a statement released by the White House. I am proud that the United States has safely destroyed the final munition in that stockpile, bringing us one step closer to a world free from the horrors of chemical weapons. The weapons destruction is a major watershed for Richmond, Kentucky and Pueblo, Colorado, where an army depot destroyed the last of its chemical agents last month. It's also a defining moment for arms control efforts worldwide. The US faced a September 30th deadline to eliminate its remaining chemical weapons under the International Chemical Weapons Convention, which took effect in 1997 and was joined by 193 countries. By destroying the munitions, the U.S. is officially underscoring that these types of weapons are no longer acceptable in the battlefield and sending a message to the handful of countries that haven't joined the agreement. As the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues with no end in sight, NATO's much-celebrated unity faces fresh strains when leaders gather for their annual summit this week in Lithuania. The world's biggest security alliance is struggling to reach an agreement on admitting Sweden as its 32nd member. Military spending by member nations lags behind long-standing goals. An inability to compromise over who should serve as NATO's next leader forced an extension of the current Secretary-General's term for an extra year. Perhaps the most difficult questions are over how Ukraine should be eased into NATO. Some maintain admitting Ukraine would fulfill a promise made years ago and be a necessary step to deter Russian aggression in Eastern Europe. Others fear it would be seen as a provocation that could spiral into an even wider conflict. I don't think it's ready for membership in NATO, President Joe Biden said on Sunday. He said joining NATO requires countries to meet all the qualifications, from democratization to a whole range of other issues. He said the United States should provide long-term security assistance to Ukraine The capacity to defend themselves as it does with Israel Bickering among friends is not uncommon And the current catalogue of disputes pales in comparison with past fears That disgraced former President Donald Trump Would turn his back on the alliance during his presidency But the current challenges come at a moment when Biden and his counterparts Are heavily invested in demonstrating harmony among members. By some measures, the war in Ukraine has reinvigorated NATO, which was created at the beginning of the Cold War as a bulwark against Moscow. NATO members have poured military hardware into Ukraine to help with its counter offensive, and Finland ended a history of non alignment to become NATO's 31st member. Five Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, Health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.